I'm going to invite Jude Richard to come and share a message with us today. Jude is one of our um, volunteers in our special needs ministry, and he teaches all God's people. I'm going to invite him to come and share what God's Word is for us this day. Jude, welcome. Thank you. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. Good morning. May the Word of the Lord be on our minds, on our lips, and in our hearts today as we read and hear. First reading today is from the book, the first book of Samuel, chapter 17, a story we all know well, David and Goliath. We pick up in the middle. David said to Saul, let no one's heart fail because of him. Your servant will go and fight with this Philistine Goliath. And Saul said to David, you are not able to go against this Philistine to fight with him. You're just a boy, and he has been a warrior from his youth. But David said to Saul, I, your servant, used to keep sheep for my father. And whenever a lion or a bear came and took a lamb from the flock, I went after it and I struck it down, rescuing that lamb from the mouth. And if it turned against me, I would catch it by the jaw, strike it down, and kill it. I, your servant, have killed both lions and bears. And this uncircumcised Philistine shall be like one of them, since he has defied the armies of the living God. David said, The Lord who saved me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear will save me from that Philistine. So Saul said to David, Go, and may the Lord be with you. Saul clothed David with his armor. He put a bronze helmet on David's head and clothed him in a coat of mail. David strapped Saul's sword over the armor, and he tried in vain to walk, for he was not used to these. Then David said to Saul, I can't use these, I can't wear these, I can't walk with these. So David took them off, and then he took his staff in his hand, and he chose five smooth stones from the creek and put them in his shepherd's bag in the pouch, His sling was in his hand, and he drew near to the Philistine. And David said to the Philistine, You come to me with a sword and spear and javelin, but I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts, the God of the armies of Israel, whom you have defied. This very day, The Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you down and cut off your head. And when the Philistine drew nearer to meet David, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in his bag, took out a stone, slung it, and struck the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead And the giant fell face down on the ground. So David prevailed over the Philistine with a sling and a stone, striking down the Philistine and killing him. There was no sword in David's hand. The word of the Lord. Our next reading is from the New Testament, the Gospel of Luke. 
In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a town in Galilee called Nazareth to a virgin engaged to a man named Joseph of the house of David. This virgin's name was Mary. And the angel came to her and said, Greetings, O favored one. The Lord is with you. But she was perplexed by his words and pondered what his greeting meant. The angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And now you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his ancestor David. He will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And of his kingdom there will be no end. And Mary said to the angel, How can this be, since I'm a virgin? The angel said to her, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be holy. He will be called Son of God. And now your relative Elizabeth, in her old age, has also conceived a son, and this is her sixth month, she who was said to be barren. For nothing is impossible with God. Then Mary said, Here am I, the servant of the Lord. Let it be with me according to your word. Then the angel departed her. Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Good morning, everyone. And I hope you paid special attention to the readings that we had this morning. Two special readings about two very young, well-equipped, well-healthy, normal people, David and Mary. And we'll touch back on those in a, in a few minutes. First of all, I'd like to um, look back a couple of weeks to things that have been talked about in our church. Uh, differences have been spoken of. Uh, in our series on Psalm 23, Paul Draper spoke on June 10th. Last week before the 4th of July, Pastor Tom spoke on in his uh, prayer for all nations. He also spoke about differences. I'm going to, there are two, uh, when Paul spoke on June 10th, he made a statement. And and let me preface this by saying, those were differences which I would call political. Differences in the way we think, the opinions we hold, um, how we feel about government, how we feel about this or that, even within our church, you know the issues that are coming up within our church. But Paul had this to say on June 10th. I, God, made you different, all to have different thoughts and convictions. You are my tapestry, but only if you stay bound to each other. And last week, Pastor Tom spoke in his prayer for nations. All people are God's creation but only those who give themselves wholly and completely to God. Only those are called children of God. These are important points to remember today because we're going to be talking about differences again, but these are not really political differences. These are differences within each of us in the abilities that we have in the abilities and things that we can do. Now, I'm going to go in teacher mode on you. I'm going to ask you a couple questions. 
When we have the, the sermon, uh, what's the, my sermon is called Willing and Able. The first term is willing. So what does willing mean? According to the dictionary, it means quick to or ready to act or respond. It means to do, accept, or bear something by choice or without reluctance. By choice or without reluctance. What was the second term in my title of my sermon? First was willing, able, having sufficient power, skill, or resources to accomplish an object, a task, or a goal. It is also to be marked by intelligence, knowledge, skill, or competence. Now this word competence, I want to talk a little more about as well. What does it mean to be competent? It means to have the capacity or the ability to function or to develop in a particular way. Notice that opens the door, not only for the way we are, but the way we can be. So we know what willing and able is. We know what to be competent means. In our story today, let's talk about the two stories that we heard. Let's talk about that young man named David, that good-looking, young, healthy guy who uh, shows up at the battle line. The Israelites are fighting the, uh, the Philistines. They're running up day and day and day, day after day against this Goliath who keeps taunting them. No one is able to face him. No one is able to fight him. David shows up at the battle lines. Um, he's basically a water boy. He's been sent by his father to bring a picnic, to bring supplies, to bring water, food for the bigger brothers who are in the battle line. David shows up and he's, he's wondering what's going on. He's sticking his nose and everything. What's going on? Who's that big guy? What happens if we kill him? What do you get? Why is everybody just standing around? David is ready, willing, and able to do something. And so Saul discovers this. And as we heard in the story, Saul meets him. But Saul says to this young boy... What are the words that Saul says? Anybody remember? You are not able. You can't do this. How many people tell us that? Older people. But David says, yes, I can. I am prepared for this. I am able to do this. At home, you know what I do? I watch sheep. I have faced bears. I have faced lions. No tigers, but bears and lions. And I have dealt with them. I have battled them. I have killed them. Yes, I have fought things bigger than me. I am ready. I am equipped to do this. Saul says, okay, well, let me suit you up. And what, is Paul, what does Saul proceed to do? He proceeds to burden him. He puts a helmet on his head. I'm sure David's standing there and he can barely see. He's trying to adjust the helmet. Get his sight line in. Saul puts on a coat of mail. I've never seen a coat of mail. Tom shakes his head. He seems to know how much a coat of mail weighs. 10, 20 pounds. It's made of chains. 50, 60. So my underestimate there. So it's 60 pounds of weight. And this is put on David. And then Saul's sword is strapped on his side. And we can imagine David walking. Young David trying to look through the helmet, carrying this heavy weight and this sword. He's been burdened down. And the first thing that David says is, I can't walk in this. 
I'm not used to this. And he takes it all off. He knows his abilities. He knows what he can do. He knows what he is capable of. And he gears himself up in a perfect counterpoint to everything that has been laid on him, burdensome. David walks to a stream, picks up five smooth, polished stones. Isn't that a beautiful image? He puts it in his leather pouch. He's got his sling made of smooth leather. And he goes to meet uh, Goliath, equipped as he is, equipped as he knows he can be. He goes to meet this giant, and he kills him. And he, know, and he lets it be known that it's not just because I am David, I can do this. I'm a shepherd who's beaten bear and tiger, bear and lion. He says, I am doing this because the Lord is with me. The Lord is on my side. Now let's talk about another capable person, another able person. And this will be a little different angle. In the story of Mary, what was that question she had for the angel that spoke to her? How? Mary knew what she could do. Mary was a young, marriable woman, betrothed to be married to a man named Joseph of the house of David, interestingly enough. She knows what her body can do. Mary knows biology. She knows that in order to have a baby, she's got to sleep with her husband. She knows this. She knows what will happen once she becomes pregnant. She will carry that baby. She, is, she knows this. She knows her abilities. And she, she acknowledges to the angel, how, do, how can this be? I don't know man yet. But then the Lord reassures her that God will come in and short-circuit her nature. At one point in time, and one time only, He will come in. He will conceive what will become our Savior and our Lord. Mary knows that after that, she will carry this baby. We know from the Christmas story that she has the ability to do it. She carries that baby. We know that that baby is born. We know that that baby grows up in nature as a baby, as a boy, and that he becomes the man we know to be Jesus, a human like us in all things but sin. Mary was able, at first not willing, but we know why, and then she became willing. So we have two young people who are able, equipped, capable, competent in their way. Mary is competent to have a baby. David is competent to face off this giant. And they are willing because they know the Lord is on their side. I want to speak briefly about an example of one man who was called also by God, who was equipped, Moses. Moses was equipped, ready, and able. He, was a, uh, he had been saved as a baby, brought into the house of the Pharaoh's daughter, a royal household, brought up as a prince, a man familiar with power, knowing how to lead, able and capable to do that. And yet, what happens at the burning bush, if we remember? What kind of questions does Moses ask of God at the bush? What if they don't listen to me? What if they ask who sent me? What about my stutter? What if they don't believe me? What if they won't follow me? And God says, are we going to sit here all day talking about what you can't do? God, in a very human way, we know our God is far above that, but in this story, God becomes angry, as the, uh, the writer of the story says. 
Because Moses is not accepting his capabilities, his gifts, what he can do. Moses keeps asking, what if? And God says, trust in me. I will equip you. I have equipped you. I have equipped you before. I will equip you going forward. Now, I've been asked, I was asked to speak to you today, and I, I... uh, because I teach a special needs class. This is all abilities weekend. Uh, when Aaron asked me uh, many months ago if I would do this, uh, I, was, I knew I was able because I like to talk. And I was willing because this is something uh, that I'm interested in. I care about the abilities of people. Uh, I teach a class called All God's People. You know, we talked about All God's People earlier today uh, at the beginning when I opened up. But this class is all God's people um, of all abilities, people in wheelchairs, people who don't speak, people who, if they speak, speak silently and softly. But this group of people, uh, every week, reminds me of the abilities they have. There is one called Robert. This is a guy who doesn't say much. Every week, uh, we go around the table at the beginning of class what did you do this week? Robert, what did you do this week? Well, I went out to eat at Cece's Pizza. Uh, I watched a movie. I cleaned my room. Okay. But there is, he has this uncanny ability uh, during this game that we play in class. Uh, it's sort of like Wheel of Fortune without the wheel. Hangman, you all know it. You have the blanks and we fill it in. Everyone gets a chance to call out a letter. Robert has this uncanny ability and miraculous, in my mind, ability to within two or three letters figure out what the phrase is. Could be 13 letters, could be five. He's got this ability to do it. And surprisingly enough, it angers the rest of the class. <laughs> it angers the rest of the class because they feel that they're not getting their chance to have the fun. But what that ability does, and I've reflected on this, Robert has this ability not only to understand and see the message, but he also has this ability through this to get the others to pay attention and to want to be involved, and to try and also get it quickly. We have Andrea. There's a woman in our class who has the uh, super ability to remember almost every birthday and anniversary of everyone she knows and everyone who's related to that person. Maybe not that much, but it's an ability that she has, which every week in our class, and she is willing to use it, this is an ability that allows us to remember people, to honor them, to pray for them. I have often forgotten, I I may forget my own birthday, she'd remember it. But that's an ability that allows us as a class, all God's people, to remember and to pray for people. And we also have a man named Jimmy, Jimmy Vanderbilt. Jimmy doesn't talk much. I thought for a long time that Jimmy didn't speak. But then I learned and was told and reminded that Jimmy does speak, but he speaks very soft. Jimmy uses sign language a lot. Again, when we go around the table, Jimmy, what did you do this week? Well, I saw my mom. I saw my sister. I think that's it. My dad. And then we usually ask, well, uh, what'd you eat this week, Jimmy? And, and pizza. That's an ability. His ability to speak causes all of us in this class, which gets pretty rowdy, gets pretty raucous, pretty out of control sometimes, But when Jimmy speaks, everyone listens. His ability to speak 
allows us to use our ability to listen, to be quiet, to pay attention. God works with us and through us and through all of his willing and able creation. Each and every one of us in here is able in our own way. Whether or not we are as quick to be willing is a different question. David and Mary were relatively quick and willing. Moses, not so much. If we think about Paul, Paul was breathing murderous threats at the beginning. He was very able. He knew the law. But he was breathing murderous murderous threats against a young church. And his abilities were turned, though. He had to be knocked off his high horse before he became willing to do the work of the Lord that he was able to do. David knows, and he knew what he was capable of. And he knew that he was able. He told Saul as much. And he told Saul as much, I can't do it the way you want me to, but I can do it this way. Mary understood how biology works. And she understood that she was able. A bit mystified as is how it would work. But, through the grace of God, was able to see and became willing. No meteor fell from heaven on Goliath and crushed him to death. God did not use something supernatural, super extraordinary. He used a common young man, a shepherd, who knew how to kill things bigger than himself. No full-grown Jesus was dropped onto our earth, into Israel, to walk the land and to begin preaching immediately. Jesus, through the ability and capacity and competence of a young woman, was born grew up, became a man, became able. All were willing and able. All accepted their abilities and were willing to do God's work. And all, in words that Mary spoke shortly after the angel came to her, in words that you have probably heard before, Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Our abilities, each of us with our abilities and our willingness to use those abilities, magnify the Lord. Not only in making the Lord great in all of his creation, but also becoming a glass through which others can see and magnify the knowledge of God. So, be able, be willing. Thank you for your time. Lord, let me in with a prayer. Dear Lord, help us remember, like David and Mary, that we are able, that we are capable, we are competent. Help us to be willing to use those abilities to magnify you. Amen.